And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault and Adrian Chenault. My hair is looking a little not well. That's not good. We did a sound check, but we forgot face check. Yeah, we forgot the face check, but we are the Legacy <laughs> Leadership Radio Show. And we got an unbelievable show for you today. This guy is like a brother to me. I love him with all of my heart. He grabbed hold of me many years ago and would not let me go. It was because I bought so doggone many books from him that he finally felt like he owed me and he thought he better train me before I completely messed up the industry. And he did it. And he's just an unbelievable human being. Uh, I, I put out a, a, a story about him a couple of weeks ago and everybody said, whoa, what is Bob Crisp doing? So I talked to him on the phone and he's more alert right now than he's ever been in his life. So I thought he'd, I would catch him on a good day and see what the heck's going on. Have you ever heard of this guy? I have heard of him because I have seen so many of his books and I have heard of him because one good friend of ours who I'm going to pull up his contact mapping in a second, who I should have thought of before this. I pretty much think the only reasons he's my friend is because he heard that I had a stash of otherwise unavailable hardcover Bob Chris books lying around and was able to hook him up. So, yeah. Yes. I love this guy. So here's what happened. Hello, Bob Chris. How are you? I'm good, Tommy. How are you? I've never been better, man. You're looking good. How you feeling? Well, I'm feeling good, but you didn't comb your hair. Yeah, I know. And I know that troubles you. You, you. The guy, would. he always told me I look like a bum, which he told me I should fly first class all the time. I didn't have any money. I mean, this guy has been a mentor of mine ever since I accidentally found him. And here's how I accidentally found him. And I don't even, I may, I may say the name I might not, but we're going to go there. So here's what's happening. I'm down in Cabo San Lucas at a hotel called Las Ventanas. One of the nicest places you've ever seen, $1,800 a night. Somebody else is paying. And the employees actually go underground between point A and point B because they don't want the poor tourists to have to see them. And I mean, it was just like an unbelievably obnoxious joint. So we're there and my wife's in the swimming pool and, uh, over across the pool is another guy, and he knows more about network marketing. And he had this notebook that was this thick with handwritten meticulous notes. And he knows what he's talking about. So I go, gee, many Christmas. Denise, go ask that guy to coach you. So the guy's name was Doug Ridley. And Denise swam across the pool and asked Ridley to coach her. And he started doing it. And Denise got smart in a hurry. And I'm going, why in the world is she getting all this info? And another guy goes, Tom, it's like copied verbatim from raising a giant and feeding a giant. I said, what's that? And she told me, and they told me, and I, so I went on the internet and the book's out of print, of course, I had to pay a hundred bucks for the books, raising a giant and feeding a giant back when a hundred bucks was a million, especially to me. And I bought them and then I bought more and then I bought more. And finally, Bob Chris somehow heard about it and put the books back in print because we were buying and I mean, we were just pressing the price up on eBay like it was going out of style. But he literally was the foundation of my network marketing knowledge. And I owe him my life and probably all my money. So how's that? Did you even know that story? Well, you know, I've heard that story a couple of times and it just gets better every time you tell it. Well, that's because I imagine another fact. <laughs> yeah, none of it's true. But yeah, Doug Ridley, that name's true. Denise was there. That's true. But you're good at what you do. How long have you been in this profession and how did it all start? Well, I got in in 1976. And, uh, you know, and it was one of those things where my sponsor was a professional baseball player. And he was a, a preacher friend of mine was he was on his board and the preacher called me on a Sunday morning and said, I've got a, a, one of my board members in town. He's a professional baseball player and he's got something uh, I think you should take a look at. And I said, well, you know, I'm really not interested. And and uh, he says, well, just do it for me. So I did. And I was introduced to a guy by the name of Bobby Boland who pitched for the San Francisco Giants at the time. And uh, he came over to my house on a Monday night, brought his wife and a yellow pad and showed me these funny circles. And uh, my wife said to me, she said, I'll bet you it's Amway. And I said, oh, no, no, it can't be Amway. You know, you, you got a choice between leprosy and Amway. And so you'd choose leprosy, generally sure. speaking. 
And, uh, and so I said, you know, I'm not just not interested. And, and uh, so they sure enough, he spun the circles for me and got down to the end. He says this company was originally called Jari and, and uh, it was founded in 1959 and so on and so on and so on and so on and so on. And, and uh, now it's called the American Way Association. I still didn't get it. I still didn't associate the American Way Association with Amway. And then he says, and now we call it Amway. And I looked at my wife and thought, oh, my God, you know, this this actually this guy actually wants me to get into Amway. I mean, I lived in a small town. I was in the life insurance business at the time. And that was bad enough because when you're in life insurance business, it's almost like having leprosy, too. So I thought, man, and when you get two careers that nobody wants to be a part of, this is a really, really going to be an uphill battle. So anyway, I said, how much is it going to cost me to get involved? And he said, sales kid is 36 bucks. I said, I got 36 bucks. So I'm going to sign up with you, but I'm not going to do anything. And he says, well, you got to have a meeting. And I said, really, what kind of what kind of a meeting? And he said, well, you got to invite some friends over to your house. I'm going to come over and I'm going to show them the plan. And so I have a I had a, a golfing buddy and a fishing buddy. And the fishing buddy was an optometrist. And the golfing buddy was a, a senior systems analyst for Standard Oil. Both of them part of my church and part of my Sunday school class. So I invited them because I knew their wives under no circumstances was going to let them do Amway. And so I thought, well, these are, I'll tell my sponsor, these are my two best prospects and they're not going to get in. So if they're not going to get in, I'm not going to get in. And so that's it. That's the way I got started. Both of them signed up the first night and my wife says to me, now what are you going to do? I says, well, I guess we're stuck. And so about six weeks later, my bonus check was $3 and 63 cents. I'm wrapping this segment up by the way, $3 and 63 cents. I had to drive 20 miles to get it. Bob Boland says to me, guess where we're going to go next month. I said, uh, no idea. He says, we're going to go to Asheville, North Carolina to a thing called a family reunion. Wow. And I said, I ain't got no family in North Carolina. And he says, uh, it's not that kind of family. It's your Amway family. And I went, really? I'm going to spend my whole $3.63 bonus check going to a meeting I don't want to do? And he says, if you'll go, I'll pay your way. And I said, how much does it cost to go? He says, it costs $120 to get in. And that includes your hotel room for two nights. And I said, okay, well, if you'll pay the the hotel, I'll, I'll go. So I went home, told my wife, we loaded up, we had five kids at the time and three of them were under the age of three. So we had diapers and we had formula. We had everything. And I had a brand new Ford club Chateau van. We loaded the family in the van, drove to North Carolina and me and Kenny played golf. And I sent the girls to the first meeting. And whenever, whenever my uh, wife got out of the meeting, she says, you're going to have to go to this meeting. It's really good. It was a Friday night. So I said, well, I'll go tonight because there's a camp play golf at night. So we went to, I went to the meeting that night. And uh, Tom, it was just like uh, a miracle. I mean, I sat there on the back row and people got up that I thought, you know, these are good people. This, these are good people. This is this is not what I thought it was, you know, because I, I figured, you know, Amway and prison, those are the two things you do uh, before you, you know, go to hell. And, <laughs> and, and, and so and so I said to, to Kenny, I said, I think I think we probably ought to cancel our golf tomorrow and come to the meeting. What do you think? He said, I think that's a good idea. So the next morning I was two hours before the meeting, I got up and I. I got and I sat on the front row and, you know, Tommy, the great thing about sitting on the front row, everybody learns in school is the best students sit on the front row. That's right. 
So whenever we have big events, I always make sure that I meet the people on the front row. And I always save the front row for new people. I don't, I know a lot of companies like to have their, their leaders on the front row. I, I save it for new people. And because they're the people I want to talk to. So, you know, when it really, when it really comes down to it, you know, the, the, what happened in the next few months is that that meeting changed my life. And uh, in the next three years, we sponsored, uh, we put over 300,000 people in the business and was doing 100. We did 106 million in sales our third year from nothing, from a $36 sales kit. And my, my fourth year income overall from the business and its associated uh, materials, I was doing about six and a half million in, in income. Holy mackerel. And that was way back when, in today's dollars, we aren't even going to compute, com, compute that. And uh, that is so exciting. And nothing's changed. I'll never forget, I was sitting in a conference room with a bunch of really, really supposedly smart people. And Bob Chris just smashed his hand down on the table and said, no, you've got to recognize that lowest pin level. Like they, they get to say who they are. They get to say where they're from and they get to say what they do all the way up the line. Everybody gets to say a few more words per rank advancement. And he said, if you start cutting those people out because you don't have time, your business is going to die. And, you know, they die. That's what happens. They stop recognizing the people that got them where they started from. And I'll never forget that advice. I've lived with it. You are incredible. We're going to take a break. How much yeah, time do we have? One more minute. We've got a full minute. Don't you love him? He's, I, what I love is just, you, you know, it, it, you've, you've been there. You have done it you have seen it and you know that you have to overcome that wall of doubt and that wall of worrying about what other people think and wall of all the things that you had made up because it's something somebody said to you and all that stuff to to get anywhere in any business right whether it's network marketing whether it's life insurance which you also talked about you know that's that's the cost of getting where you want to go, right? Yep. Bob's a spiritual guy. He's the son of a minister. And, you know, he knew that's what it takes. And what it takes in network marketing to make it to the top is all you got. And that's what Bob did it. And over 300,000 people way back when, that could be all of you off of a $36 kit. Wow. We're coming back right after this. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Adam, baby. Thank you, Adrian. Stuck the landing. All right. So we're doing just a very quick little reset here, and we're going to come Eric back to Warren the Eric Warren gave me new socks. Seconds. Those are unbelievable. I want to know how he got I, – I need to know how to make Those that socks are so cool. You guys have to go look at my Facebook wall. Read them <laughs> and weep. You're going to be jealous. And, uh, wow, I will never wear them. I'm going to find them. So this is the really quick segment. So ask a small question. What? Ask him a question? Shh. And we're back. It is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Tom Chenault and Adrian Chenault. They are still training me on this new format. What It's great to be on the Genesis Communication Network, sponsored by contactmapping.com forward slash app. We've got the great Robert Crisp here, Bob Crisp, incredible human being, wrote two of the classic books of network marketing, Raising a Giant, Feeding a Giant. They are literal collector's items and Bibles to so many network marketers. Lots of people have really, really tried to emulate what he's done. And we're here to talk about going back to basics because you know what? Everybody thinks you join with a click, not knowing people will also leave with a click. And Bob Crisp has been about relationships forever. Most important thing, right, Bob? It's absolutely the most important thing. You know, at my first or my second event was a uh, an arena meeting in in Charlotte, North Carolina, put on by a guy by by the name of Dexter Yeager. And Dexter Yeager was a guy about five foot six inches tall, uh, almost that wide, and he wore a beard and he smoked big cigars. He spoke with a lisp and stuttered. He had a fifth grade education and seven kids. And 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 he was the biggest 
income earner in that company. And Dexter Yeager put this on. And one of the first things that Dexter said from stage to a group of 10,000 people, one of the first things he said was, pigs don't know pigs stink. Wow. True story. Pigs don't know pigs stink. And he, he said, the problem that you you have to understand with getting people involved in your business opportunity, if you will, is that people don't know they need it. They get so wrapped up in the daily grind of going to work and the, the uh, daily routine of the time from the time that they get up in the morning to the same breakfast that they have, the same car that they drive, the same directions to work, the same job that they've been doing for years and years and years. You know, they say that 90% of all the truck drivers who come out of high school that start driving a truck 20 years later are still driving a truck. Now, I don't have anything against truck drivers. I just imagine there's got to be something in life you could probably do that would be a little more rewarding than being a truck driver. But most Without people, a doubt. But most people don't. don't I mean, they wonder why. There's a guy by the name of Studs Turkle who wrote a book. <laughs> what a name, Studs Turkle. And, and, and uh, he wrote a book called Working uh, about probably about 30 years ago. It was a thousand page book. He went around for about five years, interviewed every kind of person and every kind of job profession that he could possibly do. And he put those interviews in this book. And in the, in the last chapter of the book, he summarizes the book by saying 93% of all the people who have a job in America are dissatisfied. Wow. Yeah. So that's the case. We've got a giant market to talk to and pigs don't know pigs stink. And what people have to understand is you can take your destiny into your own hands. All you got to do is believe it and say, I'm going to get around the right kind of people. I'm going to get educated just exactly like my college education and go figure out how to do this business and teach some other people. How much time do we have? That's all it takes. What do you think about all this? I, I think that's totally true. And the, so often, you know, you don't, you don't walk up to a pig that stinks, but doesn't know it stinks and yell at it. You stink to convince it that they've got a problem that you can solve for. And that's not really a good way to make friends. And so back to the whole point of relationships, you know, the way that you're able to move people in a direction to be able to help them see what you see and what Bob Crisp saw in 1976, or maybe not until 1977, based on the way you're telling the story, or Tom Chenault saw in 1992, is that they needed to make a change and learning, recognizing that and then helping a lot of other people to do the same thing is a highly, highly profitable venture. And it happens through caring enough about people to earn the right to be heard in their lives so that then you are ultimately able to show them what you see and they can hear it and they can see it because of the relationship and the credibility and the trust and the safety that you have created inside of that relationship. And so back to contact mapping, the sponsor of the show, that's really what contact mapping is about. Contact mapping is, is Tom's life work turned into something that you can hold in the palm of your hand. And uh, we're really proud of it. So we're going to take another break. We're going to be back right after this with a nice long segment where we can really dig into the nitty gritty. But during the break, go check out contactmapping.com slash app. You will not regret it. And you are listening to the Legacy Leadership Show. We are on the Genesis Communication Network. We love you, Ted Anderson. And we will be back in just a couple minutes right after this. Stick around. All right. And the great MLM historian, probably the premier historian of network marketing on the planet right this minute is a guy by the name of Ron Henley. And if you guys haven't friended him up on Facebook, this guy is a wealth of information at a level you would not believe. And he, I mean, when I announced uh, Bob Crisp yesterday, he was blowing up the internet, sharing it because he understands the value 
of what Bob has done in the world. And I, I just want to give you a shout out, Ron, because I love you for that. So are we going back? And we're back. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Tom Chenault and the one and only Adrian Chenault, my handler. And it is a beautiful thing because we've got <laughs> the one and only Robert Bob Crisp on here, a mentor of mine at a level you wouldn't believe and not afraid to tell me. In fact, he has told me, I don't even know if it's, I've, it's at least a hundred that I play it so small. And I don't think I play it small, but he just laughs his face off telling me that I'm just ripping off the world because I could play it bigger. And I love people like that because it challenges me. Uh, I love you, Bob Crisp. And I, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. I know you've been through some crazy health challenges and all kinds of life circumstance, circumstances. And you just get up and put your spikes on and get back on the court. And I actually field. And I love that. No spikes on the court. I love that. So thank you, Bob Crisp for just being the human being that you are. Well, thank you, Tom. That's really nice of you to, to say that. And I, I'm still not going to give you that hundred bucks you asked for. <laughs> but, but again, again, it goes back, you know, it's really funny uh, is uh, somebody else followed up Dexter's pigs don't know pigs stink with this one. I like this one a lot. And he said, uh, never try to teach a pig to sing. It annoys the pig and it'll frustrate you. Yeah. And you know, one of the great things about one of the things I think is the, is is wrong with the way most of peop, most people approach the business uh, is, uh, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I think it's similar to, to my feelings is that they don't think about what the other person is thinking about. Now, 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 Dr. Shuler, Dr. Shuler said, I am not who you think I am, and I am not who I think I am, but I am who I think you think I am. So when we meet people, when people meet people, the first thing they try to do is get very quickly into the discussion of whatever their objective are, selling a product or or getting somebody involved in a business or whatever, and they jump right uh, onto the the, uh, uh, the the end result instead of instead of realizing that getting to the end result is a process. One of the great things about Tom Chenault, everybody that's out there today, is Tom is one of the greatest interrogators that I've ever met in my life. And I and 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 if I and if I had one characteristic that I would give to almost anybody who thought that they had any uh, any dreams of building a, a big network, I would say this is a, this is what you learn from Tom Chenault. This is what you're going to have to learn from Bob Crisp. Is you're going to have to learn to ask the right questions and listen, please, to the answer. The challenge that you know whenever they. They, uh, Dale Carnegie uh, did a lot of uh, things. And of course, he wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And, uh, and Dale Carnegie said, the problem with most people is that they don't listen when somebody tells them their name. So when they shake hands and say, hi, my name is Bob Crisp. And he says, well, my name is Tom Chenault. Well, I'm, he says, that what's going on in the mind of the person who, who asked the question or introduced himself is... Boy, I sure like my name. I sure hope this other person listened when I told them my name. It sure sounds good when they say my name. Oh, by the way, what was their name again? Because they weren't listening. Instead of instead of when you read How to Win Friends and Influence People, what the takeaway should be is as soon as somebody tells you their name, you repeat it back to them over and over again. Let me see. How do you spell your name? Tom. T-O-M. Is it, is it really Thomas? You know, Chenault, is that a French name? You know, so on and so on and so on. So tell me something, Tom, about you that I don't know. So again, it goes back to the very first thing that, that you do that I love about you. And I know that you've studied this as well as I have. And that is 
the first thing you show is the interest in the other person to the absolutely to the maximum. You actually do it a whole lot better than I do it. Uh, and I'm pretty good at it, but, but, uh, you're a master of it. It's making people, people feel important that you're around. People say, I can't get an appointment with this person. And that's because when you first met them, you didn't treat them like they were, they were the most important person in the room. That's exactly right. People have to count. And I did a big survey. I mean, it's been all over the internet now because I got 187 text messages on Christmas Eve. And I went to, I went through and looked at how many of them actually said my name versus, or said something about me. 120 of them were just clip art. The other 67 I cared about. So then I started doing a test backwards to see what happened if I used their name. The results were astounding. When I used their name and then I remembered something about them, it was unbelievable. And you just went through that. And you said something to me profound earlier today when you said, Dad, you can't just whip through all this stuff if you're doing it right. And I don't know if you were chastising me or teaching me, but you were neither telling one, me. Neither one. No, no, it's cool. What, and here's what it comes down to is that the, the context of that is I, I was I had a lot of people I needed to remember. I was kind of behind the curve. And if you're doing that authentically, you really have to you have to find a, a point of relatedness. And one of the beautiful things about a time of year like Christmas and New Year's is that the easiest point of relatedness in the world is that we all just started a new year. And so it's so easy to have a good reason to reach out to somebody and love on them that is that's simple and that nobody's going to get their you know, get their guard up about it. Cause that's kind of what I'm always worried about is I don't want people thinking that it's disingenuous cause it's not, but you gotta, you gotta put a little effort there and to be able to do that. And then to remember somebody is just the most powerful thing in the world. And I, you know, you told me a story at that same lunch about a, a mutual friend of ours who has been posting some beautiful stuff on Facebook. And because of the algorithm or the filters or whatever, even though I'm friends with this gal, I haven't seen any of it. And so he told me, I went and looked and went, wow, that is really great. And so we left the meeting. I called her on the phone and I told her not only that I appreciated what she'd been posting, but how I found out is because somebody went out of their way to mention to me how great it was what she had been doing. And we had the greatest conversation in the world. And everything, it's so easy when you just organically do that. And you're organically in this business of not just remembering people's names. That's the uh, the first table stakes that people at Bob, you totally rightly call that out. Cause it's so, it blows my mind how often others, and I will call it on myself, how easy it is for me in certain environments for somebody's name to go in one ear and out the other with me. And so you gotta, you gotta work on that. But the same thing goes about their kids' names and about what they're about and what they're actually, you know, it's like, you can see so plain as day how 90% of the time the person sitting across from you is just waiting for your lips to finally stop freaking moving so they can sell you something or tell them how great, tell you how great they are. And it's just, we're talking at each other. We're not listening. But if you can learn not to be that and to do what you're talking about, Bob, things change dramatically, don't they? They absolutely do. And there's no question that, uh, you know, what the, you know, Napoleon Hill said in the book, Think and grow rich. And by the way, let me just say this about books. You know, I've got three really great books that I think are that include a lot of good stuff for things. And thank you, Tom, for for promoting the books and telling everybody how great they are. You know, and uh, you know, I I corrected most of the misspelled words you told me about. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, if you're not buying my books, that's okay. You know. If you buy How to Win Friends and Influence People and Think and Grow Rich and The Magic of Thinking Big, which are books that go back, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 years, some of them. And, and, and Napoleon Hill said, what the mind of man can conceive and believe, he can achieve. What the, wow. what the mind of man can conceive. So most people... In that statement, when they see it, they just let let it fly right by. You yeah. can't let that. You can't let it fly by. That that is one of the most basic, intrinsic values 
that a person can adopt in their life. And that's the first adoption, because if you can't conceive of it, see, the, the challenge is you bring people into your business, they can't conceive, and you're saying, you know, maybe driving a new Rolls Royce, or you're driving a, living in a 10,000 square foot home, or taking these exotic vacations and everything. And it's so far-fetched for most people, they don't see themselves being able to do that. I mean, you'll say, can you see yourself doing that? And they'll nod their heads like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see myself taking a cruise on a big, you know, fancy ship and I'm doing all this other stuff. But the reality is they don't get it. They didn't because they can't conceive of it. So, yeah. so, so again, the thing I love about, about what those of us that, that have learned the lesson uh, is learn the correct lesson right. first. Because there are things that come in the order, in an order. You know, this is a great thing you study. And, of course, you were nice enough to say that I'm a spiritual man. I, I guess I am in many ways. I've read the Bible through about eight or ten times and, and went to seminary and done, done some great things and been around some really great thinkers. And most of them were think, great thinkers because they were great studiers. They, they studied the concepts understanding what the concepts are the, con the, con the ability to conceive of your success to see yourself you know the great thing about dexter yeager was is that he was such a common man and he had so many flaws when he stood on the stage and he told his story there wasn't a person in the audience who didn't say well at least i'm better than dexter yeah, that's exactly right. We're going to have to take a break here in 30 seconds. Is that how long, Adrian? Yeah. And Genesis Communication Network, number one, thank you for putting us on. Bob, Chris, thank you for the life that we've got. My wife's on here commenting like crazy because you truly changed our life because you changed hers and then she changed mine. And if you guys want to buy these books, go to thebobchrisp.com. Go there. It's a great little website. He's got three books there. Boom. You own them in two seconds. They will ship them to you and your life changes. We're coming back right after this. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. All right. Way to go. We did it. I think we did it actually 10 seconds early. Oh, good. Perfect. <laughs> so, Tom, we love you. You'll figure Tom it Sheffield, out. Yeah, we'll still out. <laughs> Put some bumper music in. Put some bumper music in there. All right, so we're going to take just a quick reset break here. That was awesome. And uh, why don't you open with reading that? The, he just got the text message of all time about you behind your back, Bob, that we'll share in just a second. So and There's Jordan Adler, too. We're yeah, going we'll, back when. We'll go back to him. So at, at 30 seconds, we're going to come back on and do the final segment here. Jordan Adler, icon in the business, another guy that, you know, he's not we as old as Bob, him. but he's making a difference out there. And all you guys just follow these legends because they've done something and they're showing you how to do it. And we're back. It is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Tom Chenault and his little boy, Adrian. And what a day it is during the uh, show. I got a break from somebody that's not able to listen. A, a note from somebody that's not able to listen. I see that you've got Bob Crisp on today. He was at the first ever major Amway event I ever attended, and he was recognized as a new triple diamond by Rick Setzer. He delivered a speech called Visualize, Verbalize, Vital Vitalize, which really impacted me and has become one of my signature speeches. He was and is awesome. I got a chance to let him know directly how much he impacted my life at the tender age of 20 as a total newbie in Amway. Please tell him I truly love and admire him, despite the fact that we did not get a chance to reconnect since then. Totally my fault. Life gets in the way sometimes of our best intentions. Sincerely, Al Bala, President Manatech. Holy mackerel. Heard you went from there to the chairmanship. I think he's the chairman and the president of Manatech now. That's what's unbelievable. So go buy his books, 
Go buy it on the Kindle version. But I'm telling you, jump in the foxhole with this guy. He's going to change your life, right? Absolutely right. Absolutely. So, Bob, final segment. And I, I want to ask you, you know, you, you have created a huge legacy already in these books that you have created. I just saw there's a, a copy of your book, a hardcover copy of your book selling for like five grand on Amazon, by the way. I just, I was looking at it right before we got on the show. So that's, wow. that's, you that's put it up. Yeah, just wheeling and dealing. Somebody buy it, right? So somebody yeah. go buy that. But Bob, you know, as you think about, you've still got some legacy to create. What is the, what do you, as you think about what that is, what is the legacy that you hope to leave in the world from the impact that you've made? Well, that's a great question. And I don't know that I'm the right person to answer that question. I think that, that uh, your peers judge you over a period of time. And, and, you know, when you have people like uh, your dad, uh, who, you know, some has so much respect in the industry and, you know, when Tom Chenault speaks, people listen. And uh, and there's other people that I'm lucky enough. Jordan Adler is one of those guys. And, and of course, my, my entire Amway family was uh, people that, that uh, I think I had an impact on. And, you know, you never know in this world that you live in. You, you got to remember, and I, I do try to remind myself every day, that they crucified the only perfect man who ever lived. And... Uh, and so we can't probably be better than that. And so, you know, I think I think I just keep serving the people as best I can. And, uh, you know, it's, it, my heart goes out to people today that are suffering, the ones that had, were in the fire that happened nearby where you guys live. Uh, and the ones from... Damn near got us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> from Mayfield, Kentucky. You've got to imagine, you know, what their lives are like and how broken uh, their spirits are. You know, when you really think about it, uh, the thing that I think that really touches people the most, and this is the thing that I, I'm always reminding Tommy of when I get a chance to, and I don't get a great many chances to do it, but when I do get a chance, I like to whisper in his ear and tell him how great he is and, and also that his uh, greatness is only as small as it could be big, and uh, and you know, and that you know, life is. Who would have thought that a, that a guy from a little town in Oklahoma with a, dropped out of college in the second year and and uh, music director at a little Baptist church and, and five kids and and. Uh, never made a hundred thousand dollars in my life who would have thought that i could have come into business and 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 ring the bell as loudly as we've rung you know when i stood on stage back and i'll be honest with you about this when i stood on stage at uh, you know in front of 17 18,000 people that were in my business and and we had legendary people come in and speak and stuff you know i i'd go backstage and cry like a baby yeah because it just it just was over overwhelming to me, and and uh, people say, well, you know, you had Rolls Royce and you had a big house and you had a Ferrari and you had all this and millions and millions and millions of dollars, and, and I always say, you know, but none of that makes you happy. What makes you happy is in your heart, and the, and I think the great thing about Tom that other other people appreciate is you got a damn happy heart and you make other people around you happy and that's and that's worth millions and millions and millions, more than all the money in the world so I appreciate you and 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 I think there are thousands of people obviously you got invited to come down to that soiree down in Dubai you're going to go down there and make an impact on those folks and and uh, I'm praying for you. I know you're going to go down here and ring the bell. And, you know, as long as you and I are still alive, we're going to be ringing the bell, Tom. Can you believe that you're sitting here talking about me? That is so you, but you shouldn't be. Who you are is somebody that we all need to remember every day 
and keep in our prayers and our hearts every day. And I'll tell you, you know, whether you're down in Florida or wherever you are, and I told you this, no matter what I can do to ever help you out, I'm in. And you guys touch base with him. We all need that. And I'll give you his phone number. Touch base with him. And one day he doesn't even know it. I put it out and I, we just buried him. And we'll do it again because Bob Crisp deserves it. So we're not going to end the show right now. We're going to stay with you on Facebook, even though the radio is over. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault on the Genesis Communication Network. Thanks a million. Lisa and Curtis next week. Okay. We're good. Keep we're going. clear. All right. Now we're off the air so you can cuss, Bob. So my wife, just my, my wife's watching. She is a bigger, I mean, she was so mad. Today, when I told her I was coming down here to interview you and we only had two chairs, it was unbelievable because you have cha you changed her life before you did mine because I was so jealous of her. I had to figure out where she got all the info and it was you, my friend. And uh, man, all you people call him, buy his books. We've got a pile here at the office always. So if you're ever in Longmont and you want to come and just borrow one, come and get it. Denise has written... The ones that cost hundreds of dollars that we've got, <clears throat> Denise wrote on the inside of those books, no matter what Tom tells you, you cannot <laughs> have this book. He paid over a hundred bucks for it. He does not have permission to give it away. So don't let him give it to you. Because I love this book so much. I would literally give them away. And, she, you know, it was a lot of money. But more than that, it was a valuable piece of our life that we'd have to go find another one. And she was worried she couldn't. So there's a website out there called thebobcrisp.com. Go there and get the books. But Bobby, you are a rock star. And at this stage of your life, like you said, all the money, everything, nothing's, and I say this all the time. And, you know, the whole speech is the opposite of addiction is true human connection. And we all need that so desperately. It's unbelievable, especially guys like you and I that are, are not as mobile as we used to be. And just being able to have somebody touch base, say something like Jordan Adler or Sean Murphy or Al Ballas or Ron Henley said about us from people that are elevated in this profession is a gift from God. And you welcome those calls, don't you? Absolutely, I do. No question about it. You know what's really, if I may, uh, back in the day when I was uh, growing up or, and starting my business in Oklahoma, uh, we had a governor, uh, his last name was Hall. He's really, really a charismatic guy. And I had a guy that was a, a good friend of mine in the agency who was a state senator. And he said to me one day, he says, Bobby, he says, why don't you go down to the state capitol with me and I'll introduce you to the governor. And of course, I was 25 years old, something like that. And, and I'd never met anybody as famous as the governor. I mean, come on, who wants to meet me, you know? And so he says, I'll take you down and I'll introduce you to the governor. And so I, I agreed to drive down to the Oklahoma City to the state capitol and, on this particular day. And and uh, he took me around and showed me the the legislative halls and so on and so on and so forth. And and uh, uh, and then he took me over to the governor's office and uh, he sent the secretary, told the secretary he needed to see the governor for a little bit. The governor came out uh, to see my friend. And when he came out in the hallway to see my friend, he, he uh, my friend introduced me. And Go Governor Hall looked at me like he was looking at the last person on earth. And he smiled at me, this big smile, shook my hands and looked me straight in the face, asked me about my family and everything. And in about 30 seconds, he made me feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Nobody in my whole life at that point had ever, not one person had ever had that singular, immediate reaction or impact on me. And I thought to myself when me and my friend walked away, I, I said, man, I can see why he's the governor. I'd vote for him for anything. And, and, and I said, is he always that way? 
Is he always that way? And, and my friend says, he's always that way. Every single person he meets is the most important person in his life. So I didn't have that happen to me again until I met a guy by the name, you'll probably remember this name, Kevin Trudeau. Of course. Heard his Kevin, name yesterday, believe it or not. You did what? I heard his name yesterday. Oh, you did, yeah. Kevin Trudeau called me out of the blue. <clears throat> and Kevin Trudeau had a, a, a memory system that he sold. I don't know if you remember his initial system he sold on uh, Nightingale Conant was a memory system, a memory program. How to remember names and how to remember stuff. And uh, so he invited me to come to Chicago and attend one of his events. And he paid me a lot of money to do that. And, and uh, I went up there and he's, a, he's a, uh, the next person that actually uh, treated me the way Governor Hall did. Anyway, bottom line, there were about 3,000 people in this room. I watched Kevin Trudeau walk around the room and call every single person in the room by their first name. 3,000 people by their first name. Took him wow. over an hour and a half to do it. He called every single person by their first name. Holy mackerel. And I, that's exactly right. And I said to myself, you see, there's a lot of difference between some of us. And certainly, I can't do that. Or at least I don't think I can do that. I don't think my mind is, is as capable as his was. And certainly, I, nobody ever taught me to do that. But when you, you think to yourself, and, and I remember that, that uh, one of my mentors told me one time, he said, work on shaking hands, Bob. He said, the first thing I do is work on shaking hands, Bob. Which was what he was saying to me is what I'm trying to say, I think, to all of your audience out there, which you do so well, and that is make people feel important, not just important, not just nice to see everybody wants to be nice. Well, you know, there's a lot of people who think I'm not a very nice person. Well, that's okay because I am a nice person. But the reality of it is I want to see you succeed. I want to see you grow. I want see again, the Bible says this, and I won't, I won't go to preaching, but I could, but the Bible says that the tree that beareth not fruit, is to be hewn down and cast into the lake of fire. The fruit of a person, a Christian person at least, is another person. What we yep. have, what we have in the business, this is what your fruit is. This is what you pick every day. This is what's happening around you. If you're not succeeding in life, it's because the fruit that you're bearing isn't good fruit. Beautiful. Change the bearing nature. Perception is reality. But reality is not perception. Let me say that again. Perception is reality. But reality is not perception. Because what you're ha what's happening in your life is not what you perceive was going to happen. But what is happening in your life could be what you perceive if you learned how to turn the reality into your perception. Okay, I want to ask a question and then I want to tell you, I want to show you guys something. My question is, is, is that a booger, Adrian, right there? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, God. I have a big hunk of snot or something on my shirt and it's just making me crazy. So that's, I feel like John Madden. Because I love that special, All Madden, because they said you could tell what he had for breakfast, lunch, or dinner by just looking at his shirt. And that's okay. kind of like me. Denise, I love you. You will agree with that. Here's his two books, Raising a Giant, Feeding a Giant. We've got giant consequences upstairs. The back of this book is my favorite part. I read this all the time. I'm actually going to see Ian Farrar. He's going to Dubai with me. So that's kind of cool. He's on the back of your book, too. Because he buys books like it's going out of style, Tom Chenault. It's an honor. It's an incredible honor for me to get to write a few words about Bob Criff's books. 
But first, I want to say something about the author. As the host of the longest-running home-based blah, 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 I get to read every book written, usually before they're published. And the first thing I look at, do is look at the author, and if unfamiliar, I Google him to find out all I can. I don't want to follow people who've never been anywhere, and most of the people writing book in this internet age are doing it because they can't build an organization. Bob Crisp has built organizations, giant organizations, and he's trained the best leaders in the profession to do the same thing, Al Bala. He understands what we do probably better than we do. This book will give you the foundation for a great business. That's all of you. And I got to be on both of his books because I bought so darn many of them. It's unbelievable. But you guys, and now the latest fad is they don't do this anymore. So 99% of the people emulated what Bob Chris did. But then they then they write like 10 pages that of what they've never done. And then they sell the back of the book to all these people that have never done anything either. And they call it this manifesto. Bob Chris wrote a real book. And this book is worth its weight in gold. Go get it, read it. I had to put it over here and cover that booger. How do I do that? There we go. Yeah. So anyway, that's horrible. Sorry about that. I'm I'm sorry, Bob. I'm not a snazzy man. So it's all you. We love you, man. Thank you so much. Dexter Lake Yeager would have really liked you, Tommy. Yeah, and he wore the same size, five six, both directions. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah, we, we love you, everybody. It was a great show. We'll see you all next week with Curtis Broom and Lisa Grossman. And, I mean, if anybody's walking really truly out there in Bob Chris's footsteps, it is a, a Lisa Grossman. She is the real deal, no pretense, just hardcore network marketing. It's going to be a great show. Thank you, Eric Worre. My wife pointed out to me, talking about names and spelling names right and all that jazz that I did put up a big tribute about those socks today and somehow Siri spelled Eric wrong. So I have to fix that. But Eric, if you're still watching, I apologize for that. All right, everybody out of here. We'll see you next week. Well, let me just say that Lisa,